Sweet Tea Podcast. Here's your host, Andy Burrows. Welcome, everybody, to the DC Tweet Team Podcast. This is episode number 66. I am your host, Andy Burrows, and as always, I'm joined by the captain of the ship, Mr. Maurice Hawkins. Maurice, good day to you, sir. What's good about it? (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Uh, We're also going to be joined by Donnell Wilson, a good contributor to the the podcast, always very, very vocal on Twitter. Donnell will be joining us momentarily, but you are with me and Maurice. Maurice, obviously, we've done our reaction podcast uh, last night. Myself and Carl jumped on for 10, 15 minutes just to get quick reactions. Me and you and Donnell, when he gets here, can delve into this game more. So, Maurice, as always, before we get into stats and players and everything, let me get your initial reactions to yesterday's game. Well, my initial reaction is that, you know, I know that there's going to be, and rightfully so, an extraordinary amount of criticism to Dwayne Haskins play. But the one thing that I want to point out is why does the Washington football team start out slow in the first half of their games? Um, Whether it's Haskins, whether it's Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, we always start out slow in the first half. And you got to wonder what is going on with the team where we're not able to get off to a fast start, especially given the stakes of yesterday's game, where basically if you win the game, you win the NFC East and you're in the playoffs. So the fact that there wasn't a greater sense of urgency in the first half was very alarming for me. Yeah, I, I, I said this uh, yesterday. I was speaking to quite a few people on Twitter, as you do during the game day, and I can't put my finger on it, Maurice. I don't know why we start slow. Uh, it seems to have been a trait, really. You look at last season under uh, Jay Gruden. We started fast and went in at halftime, and it was the other way around, wasn't it? Last season, you know, you look at yeah. the, you look at the uh, the Eagles game off the top of my head. We went there. I think it was opening weekend last season, and we were we were up by a couple of touchdowns at halftime, and everything was looking rosy. And then we all know what happened. We went in at halftime. Jay Gruden done what Jay Gruden does, and like seems to be the yeah. trend of the season. But this season, it seems to have gone the other way. We seem to start slow, and we become a second half team, Marie. So. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. I can't put my finger on it. You know, um, let's hope we don't do that next weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, we're still fighting for the NFC East. We'll get onto that, my friend. But Maurice, my my Twitter has been bombarded. My Facebook's been bombarded this morning with fans wanting to ask stuff and us to get into things. So I'm going to come to you straight away. Let's get this done and dusted. Let's let's get your view. I know you've been a big defender of him, Maurice, over the season, Dwayne Haskins, you and I, we've gone backwards and forwards. We've agreed. We've disagreed. So I have a feeling this is going to be a hearty discussion. This one, Maurice, what were your overall thoughts, assumptions on Dwayne Haskins, the player, and obviously Dwayne Haskins, the man with the reaction after the game. Well, if we're just looking at Dwayne Haskins, the player, I mean, he just stunk up the joint, right? I mean, he just, did not display any level of competency as an NFL quarterback in a game where the stakes was so high. Uh, just, you know, the two interceptions, just looking, just virtually lost, you know, in the sauce throughout most of the time he was on the field. And you really want to call into question what's going on with him as a man, because I think his personal life, or his mentality is colliding with the realities of being an NFL quarterback. And what I saw was a player that just mentally is checked out. So 
there, you know, like that competitive fire, those, those, that energy, you know, that you see in NFL quarterbacks where they're fighting to get into a game. There was no fighting Dwayne. And it made me want to take a deeper dive and wonder what happened with Dwayne and his team. Because if you look at the way Dwayne has played, you know, the past couple of games, and you looked at the way Dwayne was playing at the end of the 2019 season, Dwayne is regressing. He's not progressing. He's regressing, right? So that tells me there's something deeper going on with him to whereas he's not applying the things that he's learned and practiced or that the, the season has gone on. And he just seems like a broken man. He seems like he has no desire to compete, that something has happened in him mentally to where he's just checked out. And if that's the case, he's a liability for the team right now. And, you know, if I'm Ron Rivera, if that's the mentality that Dwayne Haskins is going to display, uh, and if Alex Smith is not able to go on Sunday against the Eagles, I'll start Taylor Heineke because I'd rather put my fortunes on Heineke, who wants to be there, who wants to compete, than a guy that looks broken. So that's those are my initial thoughts. Yeah, let, let me address the Dwayne Haskins, the football player, yesterday first. Um, for me, obviously, he was he was benched, what, week four, Maurice? Yeah. For me, what's he actually learned? If I'm benched on week four and I'm an NFL quarterback, yeah, he was upset. We all knew he had a little uh, a Twitter and Instagram meltdown. He started unfollowing the Washington football team. That was just an ad. We all do it. We all make snap, rash, angry decisions in the heat at the moment. So he probably regretted that. So we'll let him. That's, you know, that's just minor. So for me, though... You're benched in week four. Now is the opportunity for you to take stock of your life. Take stock of your, and I mean that as in a, your football life, whatever he's got going on outside of football. But, you know, you've got a guy there in Alex Smith. Is Alex Smith a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees? No. But Alex Smith is someone that you can learn off on how to be a model professional. How you can be, A, a better quarterback and B, a better person. Okay, you can see the way Alex Smith conducts himself on the field and you can see the way that Alex Smith uh, conducts himself off the field. So my 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 thinking is if you can't take that time when you've been benched to go and learn off Alex Smith and listen to Alex Smith and listen to your coaches, listen to a man like Ron Rivera, who's gone to Helen back this season. You know, they're going to get they're giving you another chance just by keeping you on this team, you know. If you can't, I'm trying to register, I'm trying to rationalise his thinking. Because if I've got an Alex Smith in my team, I'm literally sitting with that guy every day. I'm watching him. I'm hearing Alex Smith is turning up to the training facility two, three hours before practice. If I'm Dwayne Haskins, I'm texting Alex Smith. What time are you coming in today, sir? I'm joining you. What time are you looking at the playbook, sir? I'm joining you. I am literally bending your ear on absolutely everything involving football, involving the playbook, involving our wide receiving court, involving uh, everything that involves being a quarterback for the Washington football team. I am absorbing Alex Smith like a sponge. And for me, Dwayne Haskins clearly hasn't done that on and off the field. We'll get to the off the field stuff later on. Um, Donnell's here as well now. Donnell, welcome, my friend. Hey, how you doing, fellas? 
Uh, we are good, mate. We are good. We are just chewing up uh, yesterday's game. Thanks so much for uh, for joining the DC Tweet Team podcast. Um, we were just talking. We started the pod, uh, obviously, about the Dwayne Haskins situation. I'm just giving my my views and opinions on what I've seen from the player. Before we get on to anything else, Donnell, um, I'm interested to get your views, my friend. I know you've been very vocal on Twitter. I love interacting with you. I love seeing your tweets and uh, the way you interact with fans on um, on social media. Donnell, uh, what are your impressions of Dwayne Haskins yesterday and your impressions of the game? Oh, man, where do I start? Um, Haskins. I didn't feel too good about him going into the game. And I was just thinking, like, all you have to do is just manage this game. Hand the ball off. Make the little short passes that Alex been doing all season. And we stand a chance. He, he looked totally lost. He was out of it for this game. I, I guess the um, the COVID violation, it must have really settled in on him. And he couldn't, he couldn't get out of that. He couldn't get out of that bubble. I mean, for me as well, I come back to what I was saying, uh, Donnell, Maurice. Um, it, there has to come a time when the uh, it, the man, had, like I'm saying, he, had, he learned from Alex Smith. You've got Alex Smith there. You know, he got given a reprieve when he brought someone into a hotel room. There's the first alarm bell. Some alarm bells must start ringing in his head going, oh boy, I, you know, I've dodged a bullet here. The team, have, they've let me off with this one. They've given me a warning. Don't do it again. And we're all like, even then, even Maurice, we spoke about it on the pod. We're like, okay, look, he's young. He's trying to sneak girls into a, into a whoever it was into a hotel room. He's young. He's, you know, he's made a, he's made a mistake there. We'll, we'll give him that one. It's one mistake. Yeah. Then you get the situation last week where it was a girlfriend's birthday party. There were strippers involved, yada, yada, yada. There's strike two. And you're now thinking, okay, dude, look, we kind of need you more than you need us right now. You're playing Sunday. Alex Smith can't go. This is your last chance saloon. You are, you know, you're you're knocking on the door here. You're, you know, you're getting, you're close to being kicked out. You've got to come in on Sunday. Uh, now you know, we all knew we, we after the giant after the um, Baltimore Ravens game, we knew we were playing for the NFC East. If that doesn't get you fired up, ready to go out there and have the game of your life, then I don't know what will. And he went in that first time. Well, the entire game, we didn't see much of him in the second half. But he stunk the joint out. His 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 play his his play calling was uh, horrendous. He, you know, his his presence in the pocket. He couldn't run. He was literally. I'm I'm not an NFL quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. But you can see when you guys have watched more football than me over the years. You can see when a quarterback isn't going through his progressions and his reads. He was staring down wide receivers. I'm sitting four. 4,000, 5,000 miles away. And I can tell you where this ball is going. <clears throat> I know where I know where he is about to throw this ball. I'm screaming at the TV. You can just see he's locked on to one receiver and one receiver only. He's like, do you know what? Fuck the rest of my progressions. I'm not going through them. I am locked on you. I can see it. So cornerbacks and safeties are seeing it. He, 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 stu- he like stared them down. It drove me mental yesterday. And... I'm I'm done with the guy. I don't want to see this guy ever suit up for the Washington football team ever again. This, believe it or not, there's still people out on social media defending him. I am done with the fella. You know, Maurice, you've got a guy coming in to play the final bit of the fourth quarter. And Donnell will be interested to hear your views. This guy was studying for exams three weeks ago. He wasn't he wasn't looking at an NFL playbook. He's looking at textbooks. 
<laughs> you know, True. I mean, Donnell, what did you what did you think of the whole Heineke situation? Uh, yeah, everyone's saying, oh, he come in and, you know, it was easy to come in when you're, you're coming in against uh, a defence who uh, uh, are, obviously, yeah, they're, they're standing off, you know, they're going to they're gonna allow him to make plays. They're not going to try and, there wasn't many blitzes on him, but he looked, he looked good for a man that's probably not studied much of the playbook. He looked more competent than Dwayne Haskins, didn't he? He was ready to go, I can tell you that, you um... know. He looked like he was trying to, he was trying to capture his opportunity. Now Haskins mm-hmm. on that end, my goodness! I mean, this is a laundry list of things that um, that frustrated me. I, I mean, I can't believe a guy came in at the last minute. He probably thought he wasn't playing. It looked light years better than Haskins. I mean, I saw him going through his progressions. I saw him moving around in the pocket. All his passes was accurate. Except for one minus one little, almost an interception. But besides that, it should have threw him in at the beginning of the game. It nearly got us back into the game. Uh, Logan Thomas touchdown ruled out for a stupid penalty. Uh, We had the the touchdown at the end of the game. You know what I mean? If uh, Maurice, if Steve Sims hadn't muffed a flipping punt, we... um, As bad as... I think Carl tweeted out this morning, for as bad as that game was... We still could have won that game, couldn't we, Maurice? Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think that um, those and those are a couple of things I wanted to talk about, like the muff punt. You know, I mean, that definitely put points on the board that shouldn't have been yeah. there. The Sims had a just fair caught the um the um the um the kick. That's number one. Um, definitely the refs blowing the call on that fumble return for a touchdown. I mean, that impacted yeah. the game. Yeah. You know, and then – and Haskins forward play. I mean, even though Haskins wasn't playing well, if you don't have that muff punt and you and you get that uh, the fumble return for a touchdown, we're talking about Washington football team, NFC East champions. Yeah. Despite yeah. Uh, Haskins forward play. But I, I do want to go back to Haskins because – and I listened to what uh, Donnell was saying. What happened from second – second half Dwayne Haskins versus the Seahawks last week to what we got yesterday, right? Think about, think about, that's the same player, right? Look how well he played in the second half of that Seahawks game and almost led the team to winning a game to just going out there and looking terrible. Mm. And I think that Dwayne has more off the field issues than I think he has on the field issues. Like the, the on the field issues are glaring, yeah. right? But this guy has demonstrated a capacity to play in the NFL. He's won games in the NFL. You know, he's operated an offense in the NFL. So something is happening with Haskins. And I, and, you know, and, and I'm just going to speculate here. I think the issue is that Dwayne Haskins and Ron Rivera, they just don't mesh well. And what I mean by that is Ron Rivera is a football guy. Yeah. He's an alpha male through and through. He's 110% NFL, wants to win, wants to be competitive, tough guy. Um, I don't think that's Dwayne Haskins. I think Dwayne Haskins can play in the NFL. I think he has NFL talent. But mentally, he doesn't have that shark destroyer mentality that, say, a Tom Brady has or Russell Wilson has or uh, Patrick McHone has. You know, you see those quarterbacks – they have that killer instinct about them where they're always trying to win the game. I mean, I'll give you a classic example. When I saw that the uh, Los Angeles Rams 
we're going to play the Seattle Seahawks at home and for the NFC West was on the on the line. I knew Seattle was going to win mm-hmm. because because Russell Wilson understands um, the moment. I mean, he's won a yeah. Super Bowl. Um, Dwayne Haskins doesn't understand the moment. He played like a man who didn't understand the moment. Right. And I think what's frustrating for me, because as a fan, I look at Haskins and I'm saying to myself, this is a guy that could be successful. And you want this guy to be successful, but it's almost like everybody else wants Dwayne to be more successful than Dwayne. And that's what's most frustrating. Do you know what, Donnell, I'll come to you with this, my friend. Uh, I know you'll probably have some strong views on it, buddy. Um, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins come out after the game and said he's had the hardest week of his life. But my question to that is, why have you had the hardest week of your life? You make these... Everyone keeps saying, oh, he's only, what, 23? Chase Young. How old's Chase Young? How old's Terry McLaurin? They don't have the hardest week of their lives. They don't get their girlfriend, get strippers around and have titties in their face 20, uh, 12 hours after a game. You know what I mean? You are a growing-ass man in the NFL. This isn't no XFL. This isn't no flag football, little league bullshit, college game, whatever you want to call it. This is the National Football League, and you are a quarterback for one of the most high-profile, under-the-radar, <laughs> under-the-microscope football teams. You need to man the fuck up and stop giving me this bullshit. Oh, it's been the hardest week of my life. I don't know what I'm doing. You invited people into a hotel room. You went to a titty bar. <laughs> your girlfriend's getting strippers. Your girlfriend's getting strippers round. I have hard weeks at work. I have bad days at work. I don't make excuses. I try and solve problems. I sit down with myself mentally and I say, right, I need to take care of my shit. He might have an agent. He might have friends. He might have family telling him stuff. Dude, you're in the National Football League. You've got the best job in the world. You're the quarterback of the, one of the most high-profile teams in the world. So, Donnell, my question to you, my friend, is does he need to... He obviously clearly needs to take care of his off, off-field antics and what is going on. How does he go about that? What does he need to do better as a person to, uh, to, sort, his, to sort his life out? Well, he needs to seek out a sports psychologist. I mean, it seems like it's mental, and it and and he he takes a lot of input from social media. You can tell he's on there all the time, probably reading all the comments, and that's probably why it was a hard, it was so hard on him for this week. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Ron has talked to him after the first incident, so he he know, yep. he knew. He shouldn't have been having that many people over right after that game. Yeah, that's that strike, strike, yeah. strike one. So I'm pretty sure Ron ripped into him, and he, his feelings was all tore up for this week. And I don't know what – you have to be a leader to be a, a quarterback in a professional football league. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't go in with that, with that mentality and survive in this league. A lot of quarterbacks came yeah. through this league. And, and and got bounced out because of that. Yeah. I mean, Doc Walker made a good point on his... I listened to his show. Uh, he done a Facebook Live show last night, Maurice. And um, he said, look, not, some people can't lead off the field. All we want you to do is lead an offense. Can you lead an offense? Can you do that? Can you, can you lead a huddle? We're not asking him to go out there and do rousing Winston Churchill speeches before <laughs> a game. You know, we're not, we're not asking that. 
we asking you to get in that huddle and them gentlemen in that little circle around you, can you lead them guys? Can you look at a Terry McLaurin? Can you look at an Antonio Gibson? Can you give them the belief that you can run this offense? And the answer is no. He clearly can't. He's clearly, like Donnell says, he was all over Instagram in June, July. He was out there with Antonio Brown throwing passes and, oh, look at me. I've got these great guns. Look at the size of me. Where the hell did that? Where the hell did yeah, the that body fit? The body fat percentages. I was so upset. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about body fat percentages. I'm like, look at Russ and them. Do they look like they got 6% body fat? <laughs> Does Ben Roethlisberger look like he's? Do you even see the top quarterbacks in the league's off-season, you know, routines? You rarely see that. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't mean, get that whole thing with throwing to Antonio Brown. That I was like, "What's this going to do for on the field stuff?" I don't need to see a practice. Yeah. I just want to see what you got in the game. I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Maurice, do you think he wants to be famous first and a quarterback second? I think that Dwayne Haskins went from a polar opposite situation. And what I mean by that is when he was at Ohio State, he was the man, right? You know, 50 touchdowns, cannon for an arm, you know, everything was built for him, support him, nurtured him, you know. So he was a great college quarterback and then he came to the National Football League and he's had three head coaches in two years he's had to learn two different offenses I'm not making excuses let me put it out there I'm not making excuses at all I'm just trying to state the obvious and with all of that transition within the two year period I think in order for Dwayne to be successful he needed to know from the onset that he was the guy that the team was invested in his success and his growth and his development, right? And and honestly, the Washington football team has not. And the reason why I said that is because he didn't start out as the starter last season. Case Keenum was a starter. Then they benched Keenum because he got hurt. And then he came in there and he had a little bit of success. Then he got benched. Then he came back, you know, played a little well in the end of 2019. Started off bad this year, got benched after four games. You know, basically, Coach Rivera was playing anybody but, you know, a dead chicken. And then, you know, once (laughs) Kyle Allen got hurt, and then once Alex Smith couldn't go, I mean, basically, Alex is one leg out here winning games for you. You know, and I think once it was clear that Alex could not go, I mean, he had given the team everything he could give them to get them to this point. Then it's a, okay, hey, Dwayne, we need you. <laughs> and I think some, yeah, and I think some people would could jump in like, all right, I'm back. But I think in Dwayne's mind, I think he was still hurt in his soul that he was benched because he was doing all that stuff in the offseason to show, hey, look at me, I'm ready to lead the team. I'm ready to lead the team. And when Coach Rivera benched him because he said he wanted to win the NFC East. That was a good decision for the Washington football team, but it was a bad decision for Dwayne Haskins' development. And I don't think he but I wonder, recovered from I that. wonder if he knew, and, like, did he have a good grasp of, like, the playbook? I've got a better grasp of the playbook. I'm 4,000 miles away. 
I can re- I can call plays better than Dwayne Haskins. I'm telling you now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. But Donnell, I said it just before you joined, my friend. I'd be interested to get your views. I was saying to Maurice when he got benched on week four. Surely the first thing you should be doing is literally absorbing Alex Smith like a sponge then. Learning off that man. You know what I mean? I said earlier, is he a Tom Brady? Is he a Drew Brees? No. But what a person to learn off Donnell. You literally, when he gets to the practice facility, you arrive. When he's got his head in the playbook, you're sitting next to him. When he's out on the practice field, you are asking him a million questions. You're watching him. That was Dwayne Haskins' opportunity to learn from one of the best quarterbacks that's played in the league. Let's not, you know, yeah, he's not a Tom Brady, a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. He's not them. But he is one person that if I have to learn from and listen to and get knowledge from, Donnell, Alex Smith's your guy, right? Yeah, I mean... You could just hear what he did for Mahomes, for, you know, for Patrick Mahomes out there in Kansas City. I'm pretty sure he was looking at everything Alex Smith did, you know. And I, I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the guy was doing. He he had been in his own zone. <laughs> you can't have a guy come uh, yeah, off the I'm, street I'm, and look better than you. You've been in the you've been you've been playing in the system the whole yeah, season. You know what? Donnell, that is such a good point. You know, we harp on about it, but Heineke was literally studying for, studying for his finals yeah. three weeks ago. They've literally dragged this guy in off the street and he's already looked better than Haskins in, what, 20, 15, 20 minutes? Or less than that. Late. What was it, like eight? You know, <laughs> less than that. Eight minutes? You know what I mean? He went, uh, he was... Where is it? I've got his stats here. I mean, you look at Dwayne Haskins' stats compared to Heineke. Heineke was 12 for 19 for 137 yards for one TD. Dwayne Haskins, 14 for 28, 154 yards, two interceptions. Stats don't lie. You know what I mean? These things don't lie. I mean, I don't know what to say anymore about Dwayne Haskins. I mean, we've got lots of fan questions that we're going to need to get get to, guys. So we're going to move on a little bit here. Donnell, I'm interested to get your views on Steve Sims, my friend. Um, A lot of people say now uh, he can get in the same taxi (laughs) as Dwayne Haskins and they can leave together. What's your opinion? Yeah, he definitely dropped off from last season. Um, I don't know what happened. He's not catching anything. I mean, he gets gets one one or two good catches a game. And he'd be like, okay. But he's done nothing for the special teams um, unit. No, absolutely not. That muff punt we, really cost us as well. Didn't that was, why, why didn't he call a fair punt? <laughs> he calls him a lot. And it's always backed up into our end zone. I, I, it's one thing <laughs> in a draft, can we just find a guy to just return, return punts, return kicks? That's all he does. Yeah. I'd be happy with that pick. Take him in like the seven, six or seven round or whatever. Just find that guy that's just a special teams stud and put him on the team. Find a spot mm-hmm. for him. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Maurice, the uh, only kind of plus note yesterday, apart from Heineke coming in and doing quite well near, near the end, you know, Albeit against the defense that was sitting in the back. Uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat for me, my friend, had really good games. Uh, I don't know what you thought. I thought they they were there. Chase Young never gave up anything. He was a man that you could tell 
he was he was in there fighting every single snap, every single play. Montez Sweat was the same for me. Didn't give up on absolutely anything. Even when we were down by a few scores, you could still still see the fire in their belly that they knew that they, they didn't give up until the last minute. Um, I'd be interested to get your thoughts. Well, you know, I think Chase Young and Montez Sweat specifically, but I think the defense more broadly, I mean, they held Carolina scoreless in the second half. You know, so that was a good thing. So the defense did everything they could to get the team back in the game. Um, you know, and the defense is the strength of our team. I think now we 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 got to look at 2021 and how do we get a um, a competitive offense on the field? Because right now our <laughs> offense is shoddy, right? So we have no we have no because it's easy. Because here's the thing: it's easy to zero in on. Dwayne Haskins, and I get it, right, and rightfully so. But we we have not had stability at the quarterback position for years, not just this year, yep. but several years. You know, we haven't had we haven't had any stability since um, Kirk Cousins left, right? That was the last time we had some stability. And even then, I mean, he wasn't lighting it up. I mean, we made the playoffs one time and lost to the first round. So we really need to make an investment in getting – a legit quarterback that we can build for the future and build sustainability for not just one season, but several seasons. What I find interesting, if you look, if you look at the mm-hmm. NFC right now, right. And the four teams that have clinched playoff spots in the NFC, you know, what they all have in common Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. They've all won Super Bowls. They've yeah. all won Super Bowls. And with the exception and with the exception of the Buccaneers with Brady, um, you know, the other teams, they've had those quarterbacks in those positions for over five years. I mean, Drew Drew Brees has been in New Orleans what, since 2006. Aaron Rodgers, how long has he been in the NFL? I mean, uh, Russell Wilson, he's been with Seattle since 2012, has never had a losing season. I mean, how do you, how do you go from 2012 to 2020 and you've never had a losing season, you know? That's the level of competence that you have to have in the quarterback position. And I think the thing for the Washington football team, and I think Coach Rivera trying to be on a cheat code with trying to win a division with a losing record and taking advantage of this the, the poor play in the division overall, it takes time to get to that yeah. level of NFL excellence. It just does. It takes time. Look how long it took Andy Reid to get Kansas City to win the Super Bowl last year. I mean, re, I mean, he's, how long has he been in um, Kansas City? Like six, seven years? Yeah, six, it's seven not, years. Yeah, it's not easy. And I think that's the thing that our fan base has to understand and this franchise has to understand. It takes time to just be, be competitive, let alone win a Super Bowl. So I know that there's a lot of frustration towards Haskins, and rightfully so. And I think the issue for Haskins is that he needs to be in a situation where he could just sit behind a veteran. Like he needs to sit behind a Russell Wilson. We need to sit behind an Aaron Rodgers or he sat he behind, behind Alex Smith and done nothing. Yeah, but again, but yeah, again, I mean, I, I, he done nothing. I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I mean, the thing about it. Why is, haven't you got the answer, Maurice? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm, I'm trying. I mean, if I saw, if I saw Haskins, I would, I would just shake him. Like, what is wrong with you? You know. But I think here's the thing with Haskins is I think here's that I mean my words are tied up. Um, <laughs> I'm so passionate about this. I think Haskins 
I think Haskins is discovering that he doesn't have a passion to play in the NFL. That what is what is asked of you to be a successful NFL quarterback? I don't know if it's in Haskins to make that level of sacrifice and that level of commitment yeah. because I've never heard of Russell Wilson being in the strip club. Never heard of of Patrick uh, uh, Mahomes in the strip club. I've never heard of. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, you never heard of none of right? FYI, it wasn't apparently it wasn't a strip club, it was a private rented uh room hall. Uh, and his girlfriend invited strippers, just just hey, just thought I'd throw hey, that out there. Hey, hey, look, if, if they're strippers, I don't care where it is, if, it, if they're strippers in a room, it becomes a strip club, okay? That, that's that's semantics right there. If they're women taking off their clothes and people are passing out currency <laughs> towards them, that's a strip club, period. Points like in the story. <laughs> And he didn't need to, and he didn't need to be there. Like the thing, the thing that, and I think it's even doubly worse in Washington because this our our fan base, and I say this every year, and nobody takes me seriously when I say this. The Washington football team fan base has a zero tolerance for losing. Period. Yeah. We're never going to accept losing ever. Like Jets <laughs> fans, they might accept losing. Browns fans, they might accept losing. Broncos fans, they might accept losing. We're not going to accept yeah. losing. We want to win. It's we want to win now, right? And I think that it's not like we're like you. The thing about it is, you can't be a team. This is the thing that always colors our 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 fan base and our franchise. You can't have an NFL team that was a dynasty like we were in the '80s and early '90s and dominate the NFL like we did, and expect people to tolerate mediocrity. We never will, you know, and I think that for Haskins, it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't a good, it wasn't a good match. It's just, that's just face facts, right? He was not a good match for this franchise. What he needed, he needs to go to like the Colts or, I mean, you look at somebody like a Jacoby uh, Brissett. He's, right? He needs to go and play flag football. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, go, flag go, go and hang out with the Rock. You know, flag football, NFL, Europe. You know, I don't know, but we don't want him. Didn't Tyler, Tyler play in the XFL but before he, they canceled it out? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. yeah. I mean, gentlemen, yeah. um, we need to get onto some fan questions because I put out right. a little post on Twitter and Facebook, and my God, I'm going to do my level best to try and get through them. So I'll let you guys take one each. I'll chime in when I can. Okay. Um, Donnell, we'll start with you first, my friend. Andy Lockhart, good buddy of mine, good contributor to the podcast. He's coming on soon. Andy, I promise we'll get you on soon, buddy. Donnell, can Heineke, Andy asked this, can Heineke be the man going forward? Um, I mean, look decent. So I would say if Alex can't go, we have no other choice. So I will roll him out there. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, Maurice, uh, Ross Kennedy asks, why did we wait so long to change the QB when it, when it was clear Haskins wasn't working? Uh, I think that was just a testament to Coach Rivera wanting to give Dwayne as much of a chance as he possibly could to try to, get back in the game and win the game and give the young man a fighting chance. I, I think at the end of the day, what Coach Rivera wants to say is that he gave him a fair chance to be successful. Um, and I think that's why he was a bit hesitant about, you know, pulling him, pulling him 
and bringing Heineke into the game. Yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to try and whiz through these guys. I promised these guys I'd get these uh, questions on the show. Donnell, uh, Ben Nuttall wants to know, are we better off losing to Philly next week, moving up eight picks in the draft and letting Dallas and New York get pumped by Tampa Bay? Oh, uh, no, playoffs? no. This defense deserves the, um, deserves the, um, the show up in the playoffs. I always want to win. This team needs to win. Yeah, I mean, I answered Ben on Facebook. I like Ben. He, you know, he's, I appreciate him listening to the podcast. But Ben, like I said to you on Facebook, it's a big fat no from me. I want us to get in the playoffs. Right now, I don't care about the draft. Let's worry about that next week, the week after, whenever we get eliminated uh, or whatever we do this season. Let's worry. Let's control the draft then. We don't know where we're going to draft. We don't know what we're going to do. I, you know, winning breeds winning. Let's get in the playoffs. Let's go and win next weekend uh, and see what happens. Um Thanks for the question, though, Ben. I really appreciate it, my friend. Um, Craig Rochford, Maurice, asked, what's Chase Young's ceiling? The guy has turned up big time this year and generally sees him getting better and better. Also, last night might have been the last time we see Kerrigan suit up at FedEx. How good has he been for the Redskins? What is his legacy? And did the franchise fail to put enough talent around him? Uh I'll go backwards, uh, forwards on that one. I'll answer the Kerrigan question first. Uh, Kerrigan will go down as one of the best defenders in the uh, history of the football team, um, period, point blank, end of story. I mean, he's a legendary figure, uh, and the team did not put uh, enough supporting pieces around him to put a winner on the field on a consistent basis. So they totally uh, didn't do that. I mean, hopefully uh, – Chase Young won't suffer the same fate that Ryan Kerrigan suffered, but uh, Ryan Kerrigan definitely goes down as one of the all-time greats for this franchise. Um, as far as Chase Young's ceiling, uh, you know, Chase Young could be like in that, that you know, maybe right below Reggie White, above like a J.J. Watt type of figure mm-hmm. of NFL. I think the thing about Chase, which I've noticed in the past couple of years, is that his ability to generate turnovers and then and recover those turnovers. Like um, we saw that in the 49ers game when he um, caused the fumble and picked it up and ran it in for the touchdown. And we saw last night when he caused the fumble and, you know, and recovered it to give the team a chance to win. So, I mean, the thing about it is you get a couple more people with not necessarily Chase Young's athletic ability, but Chase Young's mentality. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you got something on your hands. And I think the fact that, I mean, the only fact that we're even in this position is because of our defense. And uh, and what Chase Young and Montez Sweat and, and uh, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, you know, Tim Settle, um, you know, those guys on the D-line have, have done for us. Like, that has been, like, the saving grace of this team is that D-line and, and, the, and the havoc they can wreak on people. And the fact that they're all young, uh, I mean, they could be wreaking havoc on people for several years. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, I think the ceiling is high for uh, Chase Young. You've only got to look. He's a captain already. I mean, uh, Dwayne Haskins yeah. played captain. Chase Young is captain. That's all I'll say. Uh, mm. Donnell, Paul Turner would like to know, do they go all in next season in free agency for the offense or try and draft some more rough gems like Antonio Gibson? Um. I would say they probably have to go in on a wide receiver, a second wide receiver. So, yeah, I mean, we need a quarterback, receiver. Yeah, I would say go all in. Yeah, yeah. Tackle. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, the whole left side, maybe. 
Yeah. 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 No, I agree. I agree. Uh, thanks for the uh, question, Paul. Uh, Neil Flav, absolutely a great friend of mine, uh, Maurice. Uh, really, really top guy. Uh, was Haskins really a first round pick? Was it Dan Snyder who picked him? If so, why is he picking our players and not our coaches? We've kind of gone into this one in the past, uh, Maurice. Uh, but uh, Neil Flav wants to know the, the answer to that question. So that one's for you, Maurice. Uh Dan Snyder's the owner. He writes the checks. He can do whatever he wants to do at the end of the day. Um, I think, I mean, here's the thing. Like, at the time, Dwayne Haskins looked like a great pick. I mean, he came from, you know, a great program, Ohio State, had tremendous success with the Buckeyes. Uh, there was no doubting the arm strength, the arm talent. Um, so I think Dwayne's problem is not his athleticism. His problem is his is mental fitness at this point. Like, what's going on between the ears? That's his biggest problem. You know, number one, he needs to get his mind right so he can be a competitor. Um, and then number two, he needs to understand the pro game. He needs to understand how to read defenses. He needs to understand how to lead men into battle. And maybe that's the big problem, that that's not his skill set. And if he doesn't get that skill set, then he won't be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's just that simple. But as far as Dan Snyder goes – I mean, he's the owner. I mean, he's taken a backward step this year, and I think it's been for the better. For the better, but at the end of the day, he can pull the trigger on yeah, whatever he wants good. to do yeah. as a, as owner. Yeah, yeah. Um, Donnell, uh, Ian blows a uh, good uh, friend of mine. He's tweet. Um, he's put a question on Facebook. Uh, this one's for you, my friend. Would we try for a QB if someone like Sam Darnold was available? I don't know. Yeah, would would y'all would y'all like to have Sam Darnold? I mean, I'm not jumping. I'm not Maurice? doing backflips for that one. Though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you never know. I'm not exactly jumping through the system, hoops, man. But... And light the field on fire, but. You know, can I, can I, I want to jump in on this whole quarterback thing and systems, right? Because if you look at the quarterbacks that are successful, they're not system quarterbacks. They are talented players. Like, yeah. like I guess I look at Tom Brady for an example, right? Tom Brady. So I think the jury is out on who needed who more was it yes. Tom Brady or Bill Belichick. So that goes to Tom Brady, right? So, Tom Brady leaves the Patriots. I mean, they were the two years removed from winning the Super Bowl, okay, to not making the playoffs at all, right? He goes to Tampa Bay that has been like the ash heap of the NFL for several years, and they go and they clinch a playoff spot yep. his first year there, right? So, so, but, I mean, different offenses, different schemes, different players, but what's the, but what's yep. the, um, the constant Tom Brady? The, uh, the alpha male, the apex predator, the um, the shark destroyer. So it's the mentality of the quarterback. Like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson has the nicest veneer of a quarterback in the NFL. He says all the right things. He's polished, you know, all that good stuff. But he's a, he's a shark destroyer. Like J- Jared Goff didn't have a chance against Russell Wilson yesterday. No. Um, a- Aaron Rodgers, same thing. I mean, even Philip Rivers. I mean, yep. he doesn't want a Super Bowl, but he's a competitor. And see, and I, and I, I mean, Alex Smith is a competitor. Like Dwayne Haskins is not a competitor, right? Dwayne Haskins wants to be the guy in the center of attention. 
I only only have this description of people, right? There are two types of people who are involved in anything that's that's competitive, right? The people who just want to win and the people who want to beat you, right? And there's a difference because when you want to beat somebody, that means you want to dominate them. That's an alpha tendency. When you want to win and you just want to uh, enjoy the spoils of victory, that's a beta tendency. You just you just want the the benefits, but you don't want to put in the work. And I think that's the issue with Haskins. He's got to learn to put in the work, and, or he's not going to be in the NFL um, much longer. Yeah, most definitely. Points well made, Maurice. Last question. I hope I think I've got to them all. Uh, Paul Turner, I want to, one more from Paul Donnell. I'll bring this to you, my friend. Shall we kick the tires on uh, Jameis uh, on Winston? Uh, is he worth a deal? Uh, it could be a long shot. He's wasted a year with, with the Saints. Would he be grateful for a chance to push for a, a QB one position uh, in Washington? And um, yeah, what do you think to that, Winston? I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, I would like to. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing James Winston, you know, in the lineup. See, see if he can um, get it done. We only need an average to good quarterback with this defense. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm trying to get low average <laughs> Yeah, we seem to, Maurice, I mean, I've known you a few years now, my friend. We seem to have this conversation every season, don't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that that's been the constant with the football team. I mean, I mean, really, if you want to argue that we have not had any stability at quarterback since uh, the end of the 1992 season when Mark Rippon was the uh, starting quarterback for the football team. Uh, you know, I mean, if you think think about it, think about the end of Mark Rippon's tenure, and you look at all the quarterbacks that have played since then. Where are we where have we have stability? I mean, that's almost 30 years of instability at quarterback. You know, and you look at the teams that are successful. I mean, th- I mean, during that period of time. I mean, you look at the 49ers. I mean, they had uh, Steve Young. You look at the Cowboys. They had Troy Aikman. You look at the Packers with Brett Favre. Um, you look at New England uh, with Tom Brady. Patriots with Tom, with Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but they were perennial winners. And I think that's what the Washington football team needs to do. Like, they need to set up off a strategy of, of getting that right, that, that right quarterback. You know, um, I mean, you look at Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. I mean, like, I mean, talk about some guys that got it right. I mean, like, even they had a little bit of mediocrity, and he just shook it all. Like, no, 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 I'm Lamar Jackson. Let me pull this cape out, you know, and they're playing better right now. So we got to – like, w- that's where the inconsistency is, is that we don't have a quarterback for the future. And I, maybe we need to stop looking at stop gaps and looking right. at a long-term <laughs> solution. Yeah. And, um, and I, you know – I think that's that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, Donnell, just finishing up with you, my friend. I'm really grateful for you coming on the podcast, uh, buddy. What next now? For we obviously be going to Sunday. We've still got a chance to win the East, Donnell. We just got to go and take care of business on Sunday. What do you want to see from this Washington football team come next Sunday when we try and win a division title? Um, let's see. I just want to see them go out there and play hard. That's that's what I've been wanting to see this whole season. I didn't even have us getting here this far, but we're here. I just want to see them play hard. The defense is going to show up at some point between the second and third mm-hmm. quarter. 
We just need an offense that's what that, <laughs> that can hold his own a little bit. The offense get a couple points. Get at least get get a touchdown in the first half. Oh, we just yeah. it's just running, just got running from us. Season. We can't do it, can we? Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Maurice, just finishing up here, buddy. What are you hoping for now next Sunday? We don't know who's going to go. We, we don't know if Alex Smith. I reckon they're going to do everything to get Alex Smith out on that field now. Um, I really, uh, you know, Terry McLaurin, let's pray to the Lord that he's back. Um, you know, what What are you thinking come next Sunday now, Maurice? We've, we, we're in, boy. We've got, we've got a chance. We can still be NFC East champs. <laughs> yeah. Just win the game, man. Yeah. That's, that's when they, don't don't make it more complicated. Uh, don't put like whoever is the quarterback. Don't take risks, right? If the play's not there, you know, live the fight another day. Throw it out of bounds. Take the sack. Don't turn over the ball, you know, and give the defense an opportunity to make plays because you know if Dwayne Haskins doesn't throw those two interceptions, if Steven Smith, um, Steve, Steve Sims doesn't muff the punt, um, which caused the um, Panthers to uh, get that touchdown, we win that game because the defense is that good. So we can't we can't put the defense behind the eight ball with mistakes by our offense and our special teams. Just like last week, we lost the game because um, the kicker missed the extra point. You know, so we got to play mistake free football. We're not a good team, right? We're this is like Overstock.com. This is a mirage. We have a unique opportunity to win the NFCs and go to the playoffs. Um, take advantage of that. Yeah, you know, and um, and 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 use this as a launching pad for the future. Yeah, most definitely. Well, Donnell, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, my friend. Um, I really appreciate your time. I love interacting with you on social media. I appreciate all the support you give our little old podcast. So while you're here, my friend, just uh, thanks, thanks so for much having for, uh, me for coming on the show. Uh, you're more than welcome. Uh, guys, we are going to be back on Friday. Uh, we have Stephanie Oti joining us on uh, Friday, Maurice, a uh, sports reporter. Uh, very well, uh, very knowledgeable in our Washington uh, football team. And also a former teammate of Mr. Heineke himself, Robbie Duncan, is uh, is popping into the show on Friday with myself and Maurice. Uh, Maurice, it's been a pleasure as always, my friend. Uh, we brought the fire today, haven't we? Yeah, it was definitely uh, hotter than the surface of the Typical, you know, Maurice is so irate yeah. that yeah, the hamster. Maurice, are you there? Oh, okay, I lost you, my friend, for a split second there. Uh, it's been a yeah. pleasure as always to talk to you, uh, Maurice. Uh, we shall see you on Friday, my friend. That's right, Friday. And then when I when we talk again, it will be 2021. It'll be a new year and uh, uh, wishing everyone many peace and blessings as we transition out of this horrific 2020 and hopefully into a, a, a healthier and more prosperous 2021 for everyone around. Most the world. definitely, I, most definitely. I wish you, Donnell. I wish you a happy new year. Stay safe, guys. It's been a it's been a pleasure chewing the chewing the fat with you on this uh, DC Tweet Team podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been the DC Tweet Team podcast. I have been your host, Andy Burrows. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the DC Tweet Team podcast. Make sure you go like and subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcast fix. Till next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>